Welcome to the You Are The Key podcast. I'm your host, Life Coach Kiana. If you are tired of living for other people, not having time to do things you enjoy doing, and you are ready to start consciously creating your life and embark on a journey of self-love and self-discovery, then you have come to the right place. Each week, I'll share my knowledge, tools, and personal stories to help guide you in unbecoming and unlearning all the patterns and beliefs that no longer serve you in order to find your way back to your true self. I'm so glad you're here. Now let's get into the episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of You Are The Key. I am so excited for today's episode. As you can tell by the title, I'm talking to you guys all about my self-love journey. How did it start? Um, What has it been looking like? So I'm really excited to dive deep into this. Someone asked me the other day how my self-love journey started, and that's what got me to really reflect back and think like, how did this all get started? What has it really looked like? La, 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 la. So I felt like it would be really good to share on here on this podcast because I really do believe that this episode will be very helpful for, helpful for a lot of people. So because also like nothing is guaranteed in life, right? So we are the only person that we know we are going to spend our entire life with. So we might as well create a beautiful relationship with ourselves, right? (laughs) Okay, so I first want to talk about, oops, I first want to talk about what my life kind of looked like, like how, what was going on in my mind before my self-love journey. So you can kind of get, you know, a before and after kind of look, okay? So, I'm I'm thinking in my mind, what I'm picturing right now as I talk about this is like my early college years, okay? So, had a horrible relationship with myself. My self-talk was extremely negative. My view on myself was just negative, just not a good relationship with myself at all. And my thoughts, I was never never alone with my thoughts. They were too scary. So I would, I would escape any way that I could. And what that mainly looked like for me was going out and drinking with friends or, um, binge watching Netflix shows, just always occupying my mind. Even if I was physically alone in my room, I, there was always like something playing some show or something. Like I never was just alone with myself and with my thoughts because that was way too scary. (laughs) So um, it also was difficult for me to take care of myself, like my physical health and my mental health. So for example, it would be so hard for me to do things such as like clean my shower clean my toilet, whatever, making sure that my space was clean and decluttered and tidy. Like, nope, that wasn't a thing. Couldn't do that. I couldn't, um, I didn't make sure that I was cooking myself healthy meals. Like I would just eat, I don't know, whatever for dinner, like a box of Cheez-Its or something. I don't know. I wasn't taking care of myself 
which I made a TikTok about this the other day, and this was very helpful to people. So I want to say it here too. I was sharing how sometimes it's hard for me like if it's about to be dinner time, sometimes I'm like, oh, I really don't feel like putting together something for me to eat right now. Like, let me just go get some fast food, something like that, something where you should be taking care of yourself, but it's kind of difficult. What helps me now if I'm having some trouble is to picture my younger self and think like, oh, that is who I'm neglecting a healthy dinner from. Like I picture, I have a specific picture in my mind, like this one picture of me as a kid. Um, I pictured that and I'm like, oh, I'm taking away a healthy dinner from her. Like that's not good. So yeah, in times like that, where it's hard to take care of yourself, think of your inner child. I know one of my good friends told me that she keeps a picture of her um, younger self in her bathroom. You could do that. Like, physically put a picture of you up somewhere, maybe make it your phone wallpaper, something like that, if that helps you. So I also let my worth be determined by what other people thought of me. So I craved a lot of external validation. Like if I wasn't getting that external validation from, um, like my parents or my bosses, someone like that telling me like, oh, you're doing a great job. I love how you did this, blah, blah, blah. Like if I wasn't getting that, I didn't feel worthy. Now it's different to, you know, you get recognition and like, oh, you know, it's nice to get recognition. Awesome. But if you're like craving it and you need that to feel any sense of self-worth, like that's when it's kind of a problem, okay? <laughs> um, also, I would, um, just lots of people pleasing. I would really... I would change myself, like my personality or who I was, whatever, to be liked and accepted by whoever I was with at that moment. Or I would just be so quick to agree with whoever I was with. I literally, I didn't even have my own opinions on things. And I didn't even realize that. Like I just would be so quick to agree with whoever I was with. I never actually knew what are my real opinions? You know what I mean? Never got the chance to learn that because I just was so quick to agree with everybody else. Whatever. Um, okay, another thing. Sorry, I had to check back at my list. Another thing was that I realized that I, which by the way, that people pleasing, I could do like a whole episode on people pleasing, by the way. Um, let me know if you guys are interested in that because I definitely have more I could say. Anyways, I realized that I was living, this is what really kicked off my self-love journey, okay? I realized I was living for everyone else and not myself. Like, it did not matter what I wanted. I didn't even know what the heck I wanted because I, I didn't even think to think, oh, what do I want? Like, I was constantly just doing what my parents wanted to please my parents or um, doing what my friends wanted to please them. Like, I don't know. I just was never thinking about what do I want. And so this, I've talked about this before. When I was in my career and I was just living the same day over and over again and just thinking like there's got to be more. Am I recording? Wait, hold on. Okay, good, I am. Just thinking, like, there's got to be more to life than this. I was just doing the same thing, going to sleep, waking up, doing it all over again, blah, blah, blah. And that is what kicked off my um, 
self-development journey, which is what, you know, uh, I guess that could be like my self-love journey. I don't know. Self-development, self-love, I guess they go hand in hand, whatever. So let's see. I got sidetracked here. Okay. Okay. So I had to do lots of self-reflection and I took this, um, group mindset coaching program. So I was in a group coaching program and in this group coaching program, I had lots of um, journal prompts that I was filling out in these workbooks and these allowed me to dive deep and really get to learn about myself. Like what beliefs do I have currently? Um, What do I really want out of life? Just diving deep, getting to getting to um, learn things about myself. And something that I learned is like, because one of the questions would be like, what do you like to do in your free time, whatever? And I was like, I have no idea. Like, I don't even, I never would prioritize doing things that I love. I would just work my job. And that's basically it. (laughs) Um, I didn't even think. So this got me to thinking, I need to start trying new things and see what I like to do. And even more than just what do I like to do, just learning about my likes and dislikes in general, just getting to know myself because how can you love someone that you don't know? So getting to know myself. And then if you're wondering how I started to kind of figure out what I like to do, well, first of all, just try new things. Maybe try a sport, maybe try (laughs) – that was my cat toy. Maybe try like arts and crafts whatever, new activities, look up activities in your area, things like that. But also a huge thing for me was stopping doing things that I didn't like. Like, for example, I used to go out with my friends and I hated going out, like going out to a bar or something. Like I, I never really had fun. Like the next day I'd always be like, "Mm, that wasn't fun. No, like I'd have fun with my friends, but I don't like enjoy going out to crowded places like that. So I stopped. <laughs> I just stopped. I was like, okay, I don't have fun in this environment. So let me stop putting myself in this situation. And at first it can be hard. You can feel some FOMO, of course. But I mean, it gets easier. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, yeah. So I was talking about how can you love someone that you don't know? When I heard that one day, I was like, oh, that's so true. So journal prompts, journal prompts, journal prompts, journal prompts. I love those things. Okay. They ask you questions that allow you to dive deep and really learn about yourself. Like, what are my beliefs now? Like learning why do I behave the way that I behave now? And also seeing and learning what do you want out of life? Because I didn't even, I didn't even know that. So learning what I really wanted, what was really important to me, how did I see my future looking? So until I started doing this, like I, before I just thought, I don't know, it just changed the way that my future looked because I never truly thought about what I wanted out of my future. So journal prompts allowed me to really write out and think about what I want out of life. Also, another thing that was incredibly, incredibly helpful. This is like key 
necessity is nervous system regulation. Oh my goodness. Have you heard of that? Because a couple of years ago, I had never heard of that before, but it's so important. So nervous system regulation to feel safer in my body, because I learned that I was living as a lot of us are living in fight or flight. Holy moly. I need to do a whole episode on nervous system regulation. I'll do that one day, but right now, let me just keep it moving. So I was practicing mindfulness. Okay. So being mindful helps you to stay in the present moment rather than living in your head, thinking about the past or the future. So some ways you could practice mindfulness are obviously meditation. Meditation is, you know, it can be tricky at first. When you're new to meditation, it is, it can be hard to just sit there and sit still. But it's called a meditation practice for a reason, because the more that you do it, the easier it will get. Okay, guided meditations on YouTube, on Spotify. There's tons of them. Also, mindful walks. (gasps) Walks like changed my life. I love going on walks. So Sometimes I'll listen to, well, most of the time I'll listen to a podcast, but sometimes if I really need to be mindful, I'll go on a a mindful walk where I'm just silent, not listening to anything and just really observing the nature around me, feeling fully present in wherever I am. Also, artsy things are practicing mindfulness, like painting. Uh, I talk about painting (laughs) in like every episode. This past year, I painted a few times, which it just seemed like it was just new to me. Okay. I never would do artsy things before. So that's why I'm like obsessed with this whole painting thing. Anyway. (laughs) Um, okay. Pay attention to the way that you talk to yourself, the thoughts that you have about yourself. I noticed that the way I think of myself, the way I talk to myself would be very negative. So notice that become self-aware. How are you talking to yourself? Also, something that really helped me so tremendously was learning that I am not my thoughts. I've talked about this before. Um, The book, Power of Now. That is the book that really made me realize that we are not our thoughts themselves. We are the observer of the thoughts. You've got to read that book, The Power of Now, okay? We are the consciousness of the thoughts of the thoughts. Like we are not the actual thoughts. So something that I did a couple years ago to help me separate myself from the thoughts, even before I read this book and I learned that the thoughts were not us, this happened before I even read that, is that I gave my anxiety a name. I named her Agnes. (laughs) And so anytime I had some sort of anxious thought come up or something like that, I was able to be like, okay, like that's just Agnes. Like I don't need to believe that thought, like I choose not to believe that thought, that's just Agnes. (laughs) Um, So that was really helpful. So yeah, learning that you are not your thoughts. Don't identify with your thoughts. If a thought comes up and you're like, it it doesn't make you feel good. It's not a very feel good thought. I want you to try this exercise that I learned. I want you to ask yourself, is this thought true? Say you're having a negative thought about yourself. Is that thought true? Can you absolutely prove that it is absolutely true? 
bet you your answer is going to be no. (laughs) And then ask yourself, how does that thought make you feel? Probably not very good, huh? And then ask yourself, how would I feel if I didn't have this thought? Probably pretty freaking good. (laughs) So next time, if that thought comes up, This is the choose again method that I learned from Gabby Bernstein. She says, forgive yourself for having that thought and choose another one. (laughs) Choose the next best feeling thought. Love that. I might've missed a step in there, but I think that's pretty much it. You just forgive yourself for that thought and then you choose a better feeling one. All right. Where are we? Where are we? Okay. The next bullet point I have is learning to set boundaries and stick up for my own needs. Okay, I could also do a whole episode on setting boundaries. So first things first, got to realize what are your needs? Maybe in your romantic relationship or with your friends or with your family. What are your needs? And then the key that so many of us forget, including myself in the past, is that I would not make my needs clear but I would expect them to be met. Crazy. Like, oh man, (laughs) I'm just thinking back in the past. Like I literally, I literally would not make my need clear at all. This person would have no idea that this need for me even exists. And so they're not meeting it. And then I'm resentful. I'm mad. I'm like, why are they meeting my need? Well, they don't even know it exists. They can't read your mind. They don't know. So yes, make your needs clear and set boundaries where you need to. Again, I can make an episode about setting boundaries if that's something that you guys would be interested in, would like some help in. Okay. Learning that I need to fill my cup up first. Oh, I talk about this all the time. Filling your cup up first, people. Self- care first. Prioritize that self-care, please. Okay. If you want to show up as the best version of yourself in other areas of your life, you got to take care of yourself first. Like if you're like, oh, but I really want to, I don't know, um, work on this thing for my job and I really want to. Okay. But in order to do your best on whatever you're working on for your job, you got to make sure that you took care of yourself first. You got to make sure that you are feeling all the way good and then you can put your best work into whatever you were doing. So prioritizing self-care, whatever that may look like for you. um, That could be sticking to your morning and night routines. Cook your healthy meals. Move your body. Rest when you need to. Read a book. Whatever. Okay, next. Excuse me. So healing is loving all parts of yourself, even the parts that have caused such feelings of shame and guilt before. Healing is knowing that you did the best with what you knew. You did the best you could. Forgive yourself for things you did when you were living in survival mode. Healing and self-love is showing yourself compassion and forgiveness. So when emotions arise, I allow myself to feel them 
all the way through. Okay, if you try to suppress how you're feeling, it's going to just bubble up inside of you and explode out eventually. So I promise you, if you fully allow yourself to feel those emotions, they will move through you because emotions are just energy in motion. But you got to remember to not show judgment towards these emotions. So that can be hard at first, but it gets easier, okay? What helps me if sometimes I'm feeling some type of way and maybe I'll be annoyed at first, but then first of all, I remind myself, I got to show myself love and compassion. You can't be judgmental and shameful around these emotions. So it helps me to think of my inner child because it's really them that's hurting. So it helps me to, if I'm laying down, I'll like kind of hug myself a little, rub my arm, put my hand on my heart, just let letting myself know, letting my inner child know that I am here. I am here for you. I got you. We're safe. It's okay to feel however you're feeling. And then it'll just pass. It'll just pass because you allowed yourself to feel it. Okay. Next thing. And don't roll your eyes when I say this because I know we hear this a lot, but like it's true. Romanticize your life. Okay, I don't want to sound cringy, cliche, whatever, but for real, for real, it is so helpful. For example, get yourself a cute headband for when you're doing your self-care um, or, well, yeah, self-care, but your skin routine. Skin routine? Is that what you call it? Skincare routine. <laughs> get yourself a cute headband to put your um your hair back, okay? Or Get yourself a cute journal and a pen so when you're sitting down to do your journaling and gratitude and all that good stuff, <gasps> gratitude, that's a huge thing I forgot to talk about. Let me talk about gratitude after this. Okay. Yeah, so cute pen, cute journal, cute coffee cup so that when you make your coffee in the mornings, you can smile and be all, you know, happy about your cup. Cute workout outfits to get you excited for when you're going to work out. Like find little ways to bring more joy into your life. When you're going to the grocery store, really be like fully present in the moment. Like in your car, you're like, okay, I'm on the way <laughs> to get these foods that are going to fuel my body. Okay. When you're at the grocery store, be fully present while you're there. Be fully present for everything as much as you can. Okay. But yeah, just finding little ways to bring more joy into your life. Okay. Now let me talk about gratitude since I brought that up. Okay. I know that this can sound just like the romanticize your life thing. You're probably maybe tired of people saying, talking about gratitude. I don't know. I kind of just made that up. That That's annoying to people. But for real, for real, gratitude is life-changing, life-changing. In the morning, before going to bed, list a few things you're grateful for and why you're grateful for them. But do not, do not just sit there and be like, I'm grateful for my house. I'm grateful for my cat and I'm grateful for my friends and not actually feel it, not actually mean it. That's not going to do anything. If you're just listing things you're grateful for and that's it, that's not going to make you feel anything. You really want to feel, feel it in your body. Feel how grateful you really are for those things. That's the whole point of it is to feel grateful, not just to write a few things down that you're grateful for to cross off gratitude off your to-do list or something. Really feel into it. So that will obviously make you feel good. And now you're telling your brain, ooh, we're looking for things we're grateful for. And your brain's going to start throughout the day looking for things to be grateful for. Okay. 
So I want to do like a little, a little overall summary of what I just talked about. So lots of self-reflection. Why do I have the beliefs that I have, which cause me to behave the way that I behave? Get to know yourself. Like I said, how can you love someone that you don't know? Spend quality time with yourself. Like go, whatever you would do with a friend, try doing it with yourself. I know that it can be hard at first if you're not really used to spending alone time with yourself, but it will get better. Everything that's new is hard at first, but the more that you do it, the more familiar it will become and the easier it will be. Take yourself out on coffee dates. Go to your favorite restaurant by yourself. Go to the park by yourself. Get to know yourself. Spend time with yourself. Figure out what do you like? What do you not like? Okay, try new things. Learn what you really want out of life. Have a clear vision, have clear goals so you aren't just living on autopilot every day with no real destination. Practice mindfulness to regulate your nervous system. Pay attention to the way that you are talking to yourself. Determine your needs so that you can clearly communicate them and set boundaries when necessary. Like I said, I could do a whole other episode on setting boundaries if you guys are interested in that. Prioritize your self-care. Like I always say, fill up your cup first. First, first, first. Learn to love all parts of you and practice showing yourself compassion and forgiveness. Allowing yourself to feel your feelings without any judgment. Like I said, this can be hard at first. But the more you do something, the more you practice, the easier it will get. And that, showing yourself compassion, forgiveness, and allowing your feelings to be felt without any judgment is huge for bettering your relationship with yourself. So what you could do if you're having trouble with that, think of either like your best friend or your inner child. If they are feeling upset, are you going to be mad at them for feeling upset and be like, ugh, like, why are you feeling this way? I'm so annoyed at you. Or are you going to be there for them and comfort them and help them? So whatever works best for you, picture your best friend or picture um, your inner child. That's why I always say treat yourself like you would a best friend. Like this is what I mean. So there's going to be times that you're going to slip up and you're going to behave in a way that you used to, like a way that you've been trying to change And in times like this, you could feel shame and you could think, oh, I haven't changed at all. And then you go down this whole negative spiral or you could forgive yourself and try again. So like I was talking about earlier, um, what's it called? Gabby's, Gabby Bernstein's choose again method. Forgive yourself for having that thought, choose again. And remember what I talked about before. If you have a reoccurring thought, aka a belief that is coming up constantly, holding you back, ask yourself, is this thought true? Can you prove that it is absolutely true? How does that thought make you feel? And how would you feel if you did not have that thought? Okay, so that is all I have for this episode. 
I truly, truly hope that this has inspired, helped at least one person. And if it did, please message me on Instagram, either at you are the key podcast or at transform with Kiana and DM me about it. What were any takeaways that you got from this? Or if you want to talk to me about how your self-love journey is going, I really love connecting with you guys. So slide in my DMs. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to go now. Love you guys. Talk to you in the next episode. Bye.